Hey friends, I'm Becky Davidson. Welcome to the Rising Above Ministries podcast, where we share stories of hope, inspiration, and encouragement from special needs families from around the world. I am so glad you are joining us for this week's episode. We are continuing our conversation on our Peace in the Chaos series that we have going on over on the blog at the Rising Above Ministries website and on our app. And it has been a fabulous series where we are looking at ways that we can have true peace in the chaos of the special needs life and with the chaos that's going on in the world around us. And I have another great conversation to share with you today. I had a conversation with my dear friend, Meredith Vaughn. Now, if you have been part of By the Brook for the last two years, then you know Meredith because she has served as our amazing host for the event for the past two years. Now, Meredith is not a special needs mom, but she is a champion and encourager and a supporter for so many of us who are raising children with special needs. And she loves us so well. And so I wanted you to get to hear her heart as we are continuing in our series. Now, if you've not had a chance to check out the short video teachings that we have going on that go along with the series, go to the website, go to the app, and you'll find all of that there along with the PDFs that you can download. It has been just a great journey for me personally as I'm looking at ways that I can have true peace in the chaos of this life. Now, if you've not already done so, we would be so grateful if you would leave us a rating and review for our podcast. It's one of the best ways that people can find us. So if you just take a second, leave us a rating, leave us a review, and let other parents know about this resource that we have available for them to bring them hope and encouragement by hearing stories of other special needs families and others who love the special needs community so well through this podcast. I know you're going to enjoy this conversation that I had with my friend, Meredith Vaughn. Hey, Meredith, thank you so much for joining me today for the Rising Above podcast. I'm so excited to have this conversation with you. Well, thanks for having me. I'm glad to be here with you. Well, you and I have been friends for a while now. We, we've met through church and uh, just you are in my inner circle, my inner circle of people, my inner circle very, of friends. Very, very thankful for that. Dude. Well, <laughs> me too. <laughs> me too. And um, I'm just incredibly grateful for you and your friendship and just knowing that like you are one of my go-to people. Um, I can always count on Meredith to be a um, listening ear, to be a support. And um, I'm Same just here. so grateful. Now, you for those who've been to buy the brook virtual these past two years, you know, Meredith, because Meredith has graciously served as our wonderful host hostess for the event. And just you've just done a phenomenal job loving and serving the moms at that event. And just, have you got next year's date already written down? That's what I need to get that on my calendar. You need to get that on your calendar because you'll be back. Although I told you, they may be tired of seeing me. No, no, you're back. You're back. You've got a, you've got a lifetime contract, so you're not going. Oh, okay. You have to talk to my manager about that. Okay. Oh, oh, oh okay. Wait a minute. We've got, we've gone to that. Brian, you want me to call your husband, Brian? Yeah. Your, your, your management now. I love it. Yeah, we we. We joke, we pay in t-shirts around here, don't we? That's how we pay. I'm all about t-shirts. T-shirt, <laughs> that's, that's great for me. 
It's like, you're going to come do something with us. You get paid in a t-shirt. So, but you are not a special needs mom, but you are friends to many of us who are. And it's so sweet because in my, in my inner circle friends group, there's, there's seven of us now. Unfortunately, one of our friends passed away this past year and there used to be eight, but, but out of the seven of us, there's three of us who are special needs mamas and so you have loved us well over all these years, um, but you may not be a special needs mama, but you are a mama and you've, got, a a, mama. You, you've got lots <laughs> of kiddos. So tell us a little bit about your family and uh, you, you've got a wide range of ages in your, in your family. And yeah, so yes. tell us a little bit about your family. All right. Well, I have um, my husband, Brian and I, we have five kids. Our oldest person will be 21 next week, actually. Wow. Um, and he's in college in Nashville at Trevecca University. Our second son, Elijah, um, is 19. And he um, is here in Cookville at Tennessee Tech. He just moved out. Oh, man. I, I just can't yeah. believe. I mean, like, uh, yeah. See, I've known you, your Big boys deal. for a long time. That your, your boys are some of Jay's friends right. and have come to hang out with him. And, uh, yeah, I can't believe that they are me either yeah moving to adulthood yeah yes and then our third son Luke will be 18 next week wow Um, Carson and Luke's birthdays are two days apart kind of crazy so he'll be 18 and then we have a daughter who just turned 16 this summer and then we had a bonus baby um and he is seven and he was a wonderful surprise yeah but he is Yes, he has lost our world in great hey, ways. <laughs> I I love Joel. Joel Joel sometimes comes to our girls' hangout times in, with yes. along with John Alex and uh, and no Joel he is sweet fun fun kid and bless little Kaylin's heart right being the yeah only girl the, the only girl in the midst of all the the men he frequently reminds us of that yes <laughs> like, how hey, hard don't... and terrible her life is <laughs> how, <laughs> because how of all her and... That's so not really, but you know, she misses having some girl time. Oh my goodness. Well, you know, because you and I are friends, we share a lot and we talk a lot about the things that are causing stress and Mm -hmm. chaos in our life, you know, and and we're in this series now uh, online through rising above called peace in the chaos. And I don't know about you, but I'm needing some peace in this chaotic world. Man, it's, it's crazy. It is crazy. And can I just say, you sent me those little, your little thing. And it's so great. It's so pretty. And I love how every day you have a focal passage to get into and then topic and then like a discussion thought and then a song. I just thought it's so simplistic, but so good. Yeah. So I, I looked at that and thought, I wish I'd been doing this the whole time with you guys. Um, Well, I can send you, I can send you every, you you can, you can, you can join in on the series right now. Yeah. Send it to me. I just loved it. I thought it's so great, but um, yeah, peace in the chaos, man. I, I, and I feel like more than ever, we have to be very, very intentional about guarding our peace. Yes. Um, because um, it seems to be, for me personally, there is so many rabbit holes I can go down into yeah. and come out and my peace be left somewhere at the bottom of that hole. <laughs> and so I've had to be pretty intentional recently, even just it was in the last few weeks about guarding my peace. Mm-hmm. And I think COVID has 
Um, it has rocked all of our world. It has created trauma for all of us in ways that we, I don't even think we have language for or can verbalize. Right. It, you know, I'm frequently thinking about our world will never be the same, you know, and all these things. And so I finally have just had to be like, you know what, God, you are my only anchor in this world. And so I'm just going to have to anchor myself in you. Mm -hmm. And so that's for me, um, I've had to do a few things just to kind of guard that Mm -hmm. pretty hard in the last, really within the last month. Yeah. Yeah. I'm in that same boat because I think you and I, if we're honest, you and I have gone down some of those same rabbit trails together, yes, you, know? Yeah, you know, and some and of like, that's for knowledge and some of that's for to protect our families. And I think there's still, there's still a place for that. And absolutely. That. Like, I do not want to be, I do not want to be left uninformed. Right. Like I, you know, but at the same time, I can get myself so informed that the information that I put in my brain does mm-hmm. nothing, but just keep my brain revved up and then yes. fight or flight mode instead mm-hmm. of a peace and calm place that I need to be. Yeah, no, I totally, I totally agree. And I think I've had to put some parameters in place, especially for myself here in the last probably month or so saying like you Mm -hmm. of just going, okay, there's got to be a balance between Mm -hmm. knowledge and then being able to keep your peace. And when I start feeling that anxiety come in, that's just, that's the warning sign for me. It's like, if I'm yeah. not, if I'm not feeling peaceful right now, if I'm not feeling like I'm starting to get that anxious feeling, then it's time to jump off and yeah. jump off of whatever it is I'm listening to and watching and start filling my mind with the truth mm-hmm. of God's word mm-hmm. and worship songs and whatnot. And um, so what are yes, some things absolutely. right now that like for you as a mom, like that you're looking at that are just like the things that are robbing your peace right now? Um, well, I'm sure this is a big, it's a big controversial subject for anybody we talk to, even within same families. I know families that are odds with this topic right now, this is far as the vaccine and what do we do about the vaccine? Mm-hmm. And, you know, with two kids in college and thinking about their futures and my son that's in Nashville has had, you know, a lot of pressure to get the vaccine and he's not wanted to. And so it's just that constant, like, what do we do? How do we have right. our kids? How to uh, navigate do, this? Yeah. How to navigate that? What's the best decision for my family? What's, you know, and, and that kind of thing. And I'll think I'll have a, you know, place where we're all be on the same page. And then somebody will come home and be like, okay, this is happening. And maybe I need to rethink this. I'll be, right. you know, and so it's just a constant conversation, I think, around that, which never before in my life have we ever had to have such conversations, right. you know? And so that's a, that's a joy and peace filler right there for one. Um, and then just the whole uncertainty of everything um, that it feels like it's just, I think, a constant swirl around us, you know. And so we hear all these crazy things on the news. And honestly, I don't even want to talk about them here because I feel like just talking about them in a podcast or in a conversation robs me of my peace. Yeah. So it may yeah. rob a mama that's not been thinking about right, that. Exactly. So we just won't go so there. Then yeah. she's got another whole thing to worry yeah. about. She's like, yeah. well, I've not even heard about this. What right. do you mean I have to worry about X, Y, Z? Yeah, I, that wasn't even on my radar, but now there's something <laughs> but else. Now, you know? Meredith has talked about it in this podcast. Yes. What am I going to do? Yeah. Yes. And yeah. so there's all these, you know, just, it just feels like more than ever in my lifetime, there is just an uncertainty in the air that's just yeah. swirling around me all the time. Mm-hmm. And so um, I finally got to a place probably about, I guess this was about two months ago. And, you know, I wanted to be up on all the data on, the vaccine and the and COVID and you know treatment. I'm a nurse also, not just a mom. I'm a nurse, and so I like to have scientific data and research, you know, and all that kind of stuff. And so I always want to be up on that. So you know, 
I always was trying to figure all that stuff out. So one, I could talk logically to friends and family about what I'm thinking, what, you know, what I'm feeling. But in that, it was like, I was constantly bombarded with all this negativity and chaos. And so I began just praying and thinking and finding myself, like you said, that in this place of anxiety that I thought, I don't think this is how God wants us to live as mm-hmm. believers. And so, yeah. um, I kept hearing, I kept hearing him. There, there had been this little book laying in my house and I don't even, I don't even know whose book this is, honestly, which one of my people, it's one of my, it's either my husband or my older two boys, but it's a little book called, um, a shepherd's look at Psalm 23. Ah. And so I kept thinking, I kept hearing that word shepherd, 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 shepherd. And so, um, I felt like the Lord just kind of pulled me aside like he would, like a shepherd would a little lost deep and said, Hey, I am your shepherd. Mm. And I will lead you beside still waters. I will make you lie down in green pastures, but you've got to listen to my voice. You mm-hmm. can't listen to all these voices around you, yeah. all these voices that are circulating, even voices that you trust to some degree. Sometimes right. you can't be listening to all those voices and expect to hear my voice. Mm-hmm. And so I picked this little book up. Well, something else I did around the same time I picked that book up. I, I had spoken in August at a conference here in town, a mom's conference here in town. And it was, I was speaking about some, just some rhythms in life and having rest and detoxing from social media and all that kind of stuff. And I kept telling them, I'm like, look, I am preaching to myself here. The Lord has been telling me for a while that I need to do like a social media detox and I haven't done it. So here I go. And so I need to do this. Well, it still took me a while to get rid of faith. And honestly, it's Facebook for me. It's not Instagram. It's Facebook. It's what sucks the life out of me because I feel like I need to get in everybody else's arguments. Like Mm -hmm. I feel very impassioned with everybody else's comments and I don't engage in those arguments but I am like mentally and emotionally in those places with those people, both sides, you know? And so I finally was just like, I can't, I can't keep doing this. And one, I'm wasting God's amount of time, Mm -hmm. but two, it's robbing me of so much peace because I I, I just feel it's such conflict. Everybody's in conflict with everybody. Right. And so uh, even after a couple of weeks after that conference, I was like, I can't get rid of it because how will I know what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> that was my argument. How will I know what's going on? And when the Lord took me aside, like his little uh, sheep and said, I am your shepherd. Don't you think I can tell you what's going on? Mm. I was like, well, yeah, but, you know. You but know, I, I really need to watch this this thread right here. And I really need to read yes, this. Yes. Yeah. And I mean, just kept, kept on convicting. And finally I had gotten sucked into a debate again. I never engage. I don't ever post, but I get sucked into them and I'm like, that's it. And I remember just taking my phone and going, deleting it off my phone. Yeah. And what was so surprising is I haven't missed it at all. It's yeah. I haven't missed it. Now there have been a few things I've missed, but they've not been that big of a deal. Right. (laughs) And there's been nothing major that's happened that I've had to step back and go, oh, wow, I had no idea that was happening. But the Lord kept telling me, and then I picked up this little book and I started reading this little book. And the extent that a shepherd will go to, to take care of his sheep, this is from like a real shepherd that's Mm -hmm. been out in the wilderness with his sheep, is truly, truly amazing. And he takes every piece of that Psalm 23 and breaks it down in a way um, that makes you see how does he, to make a sheep lie down is a really, really hard job because they're they're always anxious. They're always like upset and worried and whatever. So for the shepherd to make his sheep lie down means they are a complete peace with everything around them. Wow. The shepherd has gone to such great lengths to make that sheep lay down. And so I started reading this book and it was just like, oh my gosh, this is, this is what I need right now in this Mm -hmm. moment. 
And so I just decided, you know what, I'm going to listen to the shepherd's voice over all these other voices. Mm -hmm. And I am going to trust him. He is my provider. He is my comfort. He Mm -hmm. is all knowing. He is the good shepherd. And so I'm going to trust his voice over all these other voices because hello, it's better anyway. Yeah, It already knows what's going to happen. So why wouldn't I? Well, it's like we, one of the verses that we talk about in the series is the one that talks about God knows the end from the beginning. I mean, like he knows, he knows how it's all going to play out. He knows it's not like, you know, Jeff used to say, it's not like God woke up one day and was like, oh, oh my goodness, the Davidsons have a child with special needs. How did that happen? You know, like God knows the end from the beginning. He knows how everything's going to play out. And the beautiful thing is he tells us in his Bible, how it all is going to, it's it's there for Mm -hmm. us to read. And so I love that. We we will put um, a link for that book in the, the. Yeah, I'll send it to you. So that they, so people can find that in the show notes. It's a simple, I mean, it's just like a tiny little book, tiny little book, but it just takes every phrase of that Psalm 23 and breaks breaks it down. down. Yeah. And I love that, you know, it, um, oh, he talks about the scripture where cast, cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. Yes. He talks about what a cast sheep is. I never even knew what a cast sheep is, but a cast sheep. So a shepherd will go out. He will look out on the horizon from his home at the pastures and the surrounding countryside. And if he sees vultures circling, he knows he's probably got a cast sheep out there. Oftentimes, if they get too much wool or if they get, or they're pregnant, sometimes this happens, or they're overweight, they will fall over. They'll, sometimes they'll just be trying to get a comfy place to sleep or rest. But what happens is they get so far turned over on their back, they can't get back over. Oh, my goodness. And so they're literally laying on their back. And the more they struggle the worst situation they find themselves in to where if it's a hot day, they literally can die like that Oh my goodness! because their, their stomach and their organs and stuff, it messes everything up. So a shepherd always has to be on the lookout for their, his cast sheep. So you've got this sheep laying on its back, its legs and arms in the air, and it's flailing, trying to get over and it can't. And so the shepherd will gently go and take his staff and pull the sheep back up. Sometimes it's legs are asleep. He has to rub its legs to get its, its little legs to work again. Oh my goodness. But the, the fastest is cast, that word cast in biblical language, and, you know, because we don't understand contextually what a shepherd, you know, right. in our Western American right. world. Really There's what a no shepherds like. in my neighborhood. Yeah. Yeah. No. When I was in Turkey, there we saw shepherds doing somebody. It was yeah. beautiful. But um, it's still even just reading this is even more beautiful. But the whole the whole verse of casting down mm-hmm. on him that a cast sheep is a, a sheep that has no way of figuring things out on its own and it needs its shepherd to come along with out of it. And I thought that was such a beautiful picture for me right now. And for all of us is to cast our anxiety on him. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he tells us in his word too, like my yoke is easy. My burden's light. All this stuff that you're carrying, it's not meant for you to carry it. It's meant for you to cast it aside, Mm -hmm. put it aside. Yeah. Well, you know, when you were having those moments of anxiety, of kind of looking at things that, that in, in kind of going down those rabbit holes and, Mm-hmm. What not you felt that anxiety come in. How did that affect those around you? Because you we know how physically how it's affecting us. I mean, I can feel it coming on. Yes. But for you, yes. how does then that play out? You got a big family. How does that then play out with everybody around you? Well, when I, my kids kind of laugh and start saying, oh, mom's on the, you know, don't talk, don't get mom started on that, you know, <laughs> when it comes to whatever. Right, whatever it be. Right. Whatever it be. Yeah. covid unknowns, whatever, right. it is, you know, right. Uh, so we don't, don't get mom started on that, but overall too, it just creates this. I feel like there, I think mom, there used to be this old saying that hung in my mom and dad's house, like women, what is it? Men control the thermos 
some something about women controlling the temperature in her home, mm. something to that effect. Yeah. And I thought, and it's so true because when I'm in those places of anxiety and, you know, just upset about things, it filters into everything. Like right. I'm just not in the sense of peace and contentment or whatever it is. And so that just filters in over into our whole life, like mm-hmm. the way I talk to my kids. The, and, and sometimes it's fear that creeps in along with that anxiety. And yeah. so when I'm operating out of, you know, perfect love cast out all fear. And so I'm not loving very well exactly. when I'm in yeah. a fearful place, you know, I'm, I'm just feeling like, and I, for me too, there's this, this thing of like, I've got, I've got to prepare. I've got to, I've got to be a prepper. I've got to get all this stuff done. And, and, you know, and that, what that does in my family, that breeds fear in them. And that breeds things that I don't, I don't like to see in them. I don't Mm -hmm. want them to, I don't want them to have to worry about those things, you know? And so I'm not setting a very good example of trusting in my shepherd Mm -hmm. when I'm running around like, okay, I I can control this. I can fix this. I can make all this. Yeah. Okay. You yeah. Know. And, and as, as moms, as in moms in general, that's, I mean, that's, we feel like we have to be in control, but when you add in the special needs aspect of yeah. it, it takes it to a whole new level for, for those of us who have kids who have special diets or have certain things they want to eat. Yeah. And when you yeah. can't find those things, <laughs> that, that anxiety starts, you know, coming in, we were, I was talking with another group of moms about this yeah. very thing today about, um, you know, our kids, there's certain things that they they will eat and the other things they won't eat. And that, mm-hmm. that fear and worry of, are we going to, is God going to provide for us? And the reality is, yes, he will yeah. it may not look the way we think it may not look the way you know, the world would say, but he promises that, that, yeah. that he will provide for that for us in that. And so that's a lesson I'm trying to get deep down into my heart right now as well. I, think I, keep, I keep referring to this little book and I guess it's, I read it partially for this podcast. I don't know, but one of the things, one of the last things I just read about was talking about in the summertime when the shepherd will go and he will take, he will lead his flock up these very scary cliffs and mountains because there's usually a beautiful, pristine mountain lake up there at the top. And so the the mountainside and the grass around it is just lush and green. But not only that, there's this amazing fresh water to drink. But so many times what happens is as he's leading his flock up these places, some of his sheep will stop and drink out of out of places of puddles that are nasty and contaminated with parasites and all these types mm-hmm. of things. And the shepherd's just like, if you'll just wait on me, wow. I will provide for you something way more amazing than this nasty little puddle that you're trying to yeah. drink out of, you know? Wow. And so he's comparing that to us and how we, we settle for things or we get anxious and say, oh, I've got to do this right now because it might not be here later. But no, he, he's got, he can see. And he's yeah. even these. You know, when it's talking about these shepherds and the, the shepherd in this book, he said he's even already made all these trips up there to make sure that the path that he's taking these sheep on is the right path, and making wow, sure man. that it's going to be yeah. the place that they need to walk and not fall off the cliff. But then he'll see. You know, he said occasionally he saw one go the wrong way and fall off into the sea, and there was nothing he could do because this sheep just decided to go on off on its own. But yeah. he already had the entire path mapped out for this. These okay, well, I'm ordering this book as soon as we're done yeah. with this podcast. Yeah. Yes. And so it's just, it's just, I just think it's just a beautiful picture for where we are right now. Mm-hmm. Our shepherd sees us. He loves us. He knows what's best for us. He will provide for us. Like you said, mm-hmm. he will take care of us. And honestly, yeah. I don't want to hear any other voice, but that one, because every other voice I hear right now, for the most part, I don't know what's truth anymore. Mm-hmm. I don't know what's lie. I don't know what's truth. Um, I have, you know, my, my ideas of that, but I don't, it's still very just 
disconcerting. Yeah. It's your which opinion. One, it's, yeah, it's yes. what you think. Yeah, yeah. it's still yeah. my opinion, right? Right. And and if I believe what I think is believe truth, I mean, it's just a scary place to be. And mm-hmm. so I'm just gonna. I've just decided. You know what? It may it may look weird to some people, but I'm just gonna choose to walk in this place that I'm. I'm gonna let my shepherd lead because. Yeah. I'm tired of trying to control it all and try to figure it all out myself. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that is so good. Seriously. I'm going to get that book because I, I know I need it right it's now. Easy read. It's a good, yeah. Hey, easy read is good. I'll, I'll do an yes. easy read. Um, but you know, this, these next few weeks in this series, we're talking about how we keep our peace mm-hmm. by unplugging and learning to be still and about beholding God's creation. These are the, that's the next few weeks in this in this series. And I'll just tell you, quite honestly, being still. If I had to pick one thing that I am like really, really rotten at, it's being still. It's learning oh, how to be I'm, quiet and unplugging and all this. You are? No, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> My husband makes fun of me all the time because he says I'm a Martha all the time, and yeah. it's, it's true. I am a Martha. Mm-hmm. I have a very hard time being a Mary. But then I'll I joke with him and say. If it wasn't for Martha, Jesus wouldn't have had anything to eat that day. I, I know. So don't, and then, <laughs> don't give me such a hard rap about that, okay? <laughs> well, you are a helper. No. That is your gift. I am a helper. <laughs> you, you are a helper. and But you know. seriously, no, I have a really, really hard time being Mary and just being in that place of being still and resting. And uh, that's another thing I think the Lord is, is trying to show both my husband and I, and it's our lives are just 90 miles nothing all the time and right. part of that's our family um but being in ministry I didn't say this too we also work with like 120 college students on a weekly basis so we are constantly with kids that aren't our own um helping them work through crisis too and so it feels like um somebody always needs us in some way or another mm-hmm. so I have a very very hard time resting but one of the things that brings me calm and one of the ways I do find rest is to go outside and just walk um, yeah. and in nature, and there's studies that show that, um, just a simple act of going outside can lower your cortisol levels by half. Wow. Just wow. stepping outside in nature can lower your cortisol and cortisol is the hormone that gets ramped up when we're stressed mm. in our bodies. Most of us have too high of cortisol levels yeah. in our body. Yeah. And so just the fact of stepping outside can lower your cortisol levels and uh, a great thing I, uh, well, I don't know it's great, but the lesson I recently learned is I was going on a walk. And when I go on a walk, this is my quiet time. Okay. So this is the only, well, not the only, but one of the, one of the main times I'll stick my headphones in and I'll listen to a podcast when I'm walking. I just, I love to do that. Mm-hmm. Well, there's one particular day I could not find my AirPods, looked everywhere. And I'm like, okay, well, I'll just, I'll just use the regular old headphones for my phone. Where is that? Couldn't find a pair of those anywhere. I mean, I was like, I spent probably 20 minutes looking for earpods air you know headphones whatever just talking on the clock and finally i mean the lord it's like the lord kept knocking at the door trying to get my attention and finally it's almost like he said why don't you just go on a walk and talk to me yeah and i was like oh yeah well that there's a novel there, idea. that's an idea <laughs> i hadn't thought of that one yeah you know why don't you just spend some time talking to me on this walk yeah and i mean it was like somebody just stabbed me in the heart I'm like well yeah why wouldn't I do that mm-hmm. and so I went on that walk and didn't have any other noise any other voices come in my head but his and this is sweet time you know you, you hear the birds singing you hear mm-hmm. all these things in nature that you would miss otherwise and so do I always do that no but it was a good reminder to me of 
Now we need to be listening to the sounds of nature and listening to the things of, of that God's created in his creation. And, you know, one of the, I read, I heard this on a, on a podcast, <laughs> but probably when I was, well, I was going to say probably when you were walking, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but this psychiatrist, his name, Kurt Thompson was talking about, um, and it was on Rebecca Lyons podcast, uh, rhythms for life. And, he was talking about how it's so good for people that um, have sleeping problems or have trouble winding down at night um, to take a walk in the evening because mm-hmm. the way God created sunlight is in the morning when the sun rises, it emits a blue tinted light. Hmm. When the sun is setting, it is emitting an orange colored light. Well, the orange colored colored light at night tells our bodies it's time to wind down. It's getting nighttime all your body needs to start settling down. Okay. So if we take a walk at night at sunset and we're telling our bodies naturally to do that, but then what happens so often is we come in and we turn our computers on, we open up our phones and the light that that emits is Mm -hmm. what? It's the blue blue light light because that's why we have to wear the glasses to protect our eyes. Right. And so we are reawakening our brain to what they've naturally calmed down to, you know? And so I think that's such a great, just a simplistic way of incorporating rest into our life if we mm-hmm. have trouble winding down at night is just to be intentional about not opening those things. Not, you know, and I am the world's worst. That's when I end up getting in bed and catching up is I'll open my phone, not, you know, so I'm not saying that I do, I do this well. I'm just telling you, I do not do this well. Um, <laughs> this is what the experts say to do. <laughs> this is what the experts say. And these are some things I am trying, I, I will tell you, I am trying to incorporate into my life. Yeah. Um, of just not not opening that phone right mm-hmm. you know right as soon as I get in bed because yeah. then I'm triggering my mind and then if you read something then your mind's even more it's already going all over the place yeah you know? yeah and so um I've been just trying to be intentional about giving him those first thoughts in the morning those first thoughts or you know those last thoughts before I go to bed at night mm-hmm. and letting him one orient my day to what he wants to say to me mm-hmm. and then ending my day with what he wants to yeah. say to me and there's a way more sense that there's so much more peace if I do that than mm-hmm. if I um you know look and see what the headlines are mm-hmm. on Fox yeah you know that's not gonna give you any peace at I all. know and I'm um, the worst at that I'm serious that's like that is yeah that's that's yeah. what I do and right one of the bed. things I think I talked about this on by, by the brook is we we you know like like a lot of people during quarantine, we took up these projects. And so we had chickens, we got chickens. And so we've started with chickens. And one of the things I love about them is talking about the sunrise and the sunset. When it gets time for the sun to go down, they put themselves to bed. They go into their little hen house. So their body, God created them in such a way that when the sun is setting, they go to bed, they go into their hen house and they go roost, you know? And so Again, all these things, all this technology and stuff, which is great, which is allowing us to do this, but it's messing with the way God originally created our bodies to wind down in the evenings. Um, and so that's just, a, I think, a very practical way of uh, finding rest yeah. for our weary minds and hearts. <laughs> just that are on the go nonstop. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Just winding down at night. Yeah. Well, you and I both, we talked, I think it really came to life last year at By the Brook year before I guess year before last when we were talking when it was the, the resilient and we talked about trees and oh, yes. we, we everything was referring to different trees and I think you and I both kind of woke up to to, <laughs> to the realization of how many different types of trees God created and how yeah. many I mean like everywhere we turn I mean, remember I would send you a message and I go Meredith I just saw the most amazing <laughs> tree you know it's things that yeah that we but when we're, when we have our head, our face stuck in a phone all the time, we are so missing out 
yes. on God's creation. And then, but yet when you sit and you look at the different, different trees God created, the different flowers he created, just look at his creation. You can, I, I don't know how people can look at the creation and not believe that there is a God mm-hmm. and not, and it brings me peace to know, you know, it's like the verses that, that we talk about that's like, you know, Hey, God's saying, if I'm going to take care of these flowers, if I'm going to clothe them, or I'm going to feed the birds, do you not think I'm going to take care of you? You know, right. Exactly. And so I know your family is, you know, you go camping and you are outdoors people. What is, what is one of the things that you have seen in nature and God's creation that it just kind of been like that? We, and we talked about this at this year's by the brook, but that awe being in awe of God's creation, what is it that you, that this kind of your thing that you, that you just kind of, you look at the creation and are just in awe that kind of just kind of then settles you down. Yeah. There's a lot. Um, I think of like we're camping somewhere where there's not a lot of light pollution. We love to look at the stars. Mm. We were recently in the Smokies at night and just being able to see the whole Milky Way um, is just amazing. And just see the vastness of God's creation um, and the stars. Um, But then just, um, I mean, just in my backyard, like I said, we have these chickens that I mean, it was nuts how fast they grew. And then now they're laying eggs. And I told my husband the other day, I said, there's something so satisfying about going in my backyard and getting that egg and going, this creature that I feed is feeding my family. You know, it's just so amazing. Yes. And then we started a little garden and, you know, every day going out there and seeing these like blooms turn to fruit, yes. and this tiny little tomato turned into this big tomato mm-hmm. and being like, God, you have really given us everything that we mm-hmm. need for life mm-hmm. and godliness. You know, like this yeah. is all your creation is so good. Um, I think just we're, we're getting ready here at the end of the week to go to the beach and, you know, just sitting on the end of, you just are so in awe of his creation when you sit there and listen to the waves and yeah. see the horizon and watch the sunrises and the sunsets. And um, I think, I think it's everywhere around us. And like you said, I think in order to see it, we have to look up. We just oh, have yeah. to look up. Mm-hmm. And I think our biggest distraction from seeing the world around us is the screens that we have our faces in. And I'm, I'm, I am preaching to myself here. Yeah. This is this, I think that is the biggest distraction for us. I I think I mentioned this by the brook that there was a woman who um, just wanted to feel more and she just felt like she wasn't in touch with the Lord and she just wanted to feel more in touch with him. And so for a month, she decided I'm not going to look at any social media at night. I am going to go out onto my front porch. I'm going to sit on my front porch and look at the stars for 30 minutes before I go to bed. Mm -hmm. And after that time she did that, she said, I have never felt as close to God as I do right now. And it's because it's exactly what we've been talking about. She tuned out all the other voices and she Mm -hmm. looked up, you know? And so, and I know that looks different for different people, you know, people that live in the city, it's harder to see that. Or, you know, sometimes you've got a, uh, you know, a JA or a Joel sitting out there with you and it's Mm -hmm. not a quiet time, but it's still a choice that you're making, you know, to be, to be away from the screen and, uh, and looking at, um, Recently listened to a podcast with John Mark Comer, who is a, he, he was a pastor in um, Portland, Oregon. And he was talking about, he was talking about a rule of life for, you know, for your life. And that's another whole story, but he was talking about when TV first came out and um, how the news, the constant news on TV was kind of a big thing. It was, you know, when it first came out mm-hmm. and people would get up and they would turn their TV on as soon as they got up in the morning and it would stay on all day. And then they would turn it off, you know, when they went to bed at night, sometimes or sometimes it would just stay on. Right. 
Well, because these news stations were on these TVs 24-7, what they realized is those icons, like, you know, Fox News or CNN or whatever that was in, it began, it became burned into the TV screen from being on so long. Wow. Wow. And so then the new, they had to start realizing like, we got to move these things around because there's people literally they're leaving their TVs on all day long with this, with the news in the background. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, and I would say those people are probably thinking and saying, like, I, like, I don't want to miss out on anything. I want to make sure I'm informed. I want to make sure I'm knowing what's going on. Yeah. So if we have the backdrop of our everyday life, it's, it's the negativity and the things that the world is feeding us. How can we ever hear the voice of God in our life? How can we ever connect with mm-hmm. him? I can't. No, I can't. I have either. to be intentional about t- telling those things. Okay, yeah. no, I'm not going to do that right now. And that's hard. It's hard to do that. I get it. I mean, you know, there's a big con. My husband, I told you we were in college ministry, and he challenged our college kids the other day about their their screen time use and to be to set some goals and just kind of reframe their their rule of life mm-hmm. and for themselves because. And John Mark Comer says this. He says we all we all um, are doing something, but what are we doing? Everything we do does something to us. Mm. And so, as you're doing things, think think about like reevaluate what is what is this that I'm doing doing to me? And right. for me, being on social media, fear, anxiety, comparison, mm-hmm. discontentment, never feeling like I'm enough. I mean, I could yeah. we could go on and go on, on and on, on right? right. So that, that thing that I chose to do every day was doing something to me Yeah, that was robbing me of my peace mm-hmm. and joy and my happiness and my contentment. And so, um, anyway, he challenged those kids to do that. And so now there's a big competition. It's like, who's got the least free time oh, this week, you know, that wow. kind of thing. But that's a good competition yeah. to have. Yeah. Wow. And, and it's so true. It's so easy to get sucked in and to, to, it's an escape. I remember like, especially it is. like right after it Jeff is. passed away, especially it was when I was home by myself so much. And I know for so many of our single parents out there, it's it. I remember my sister telling me, she said, yeah. it's like, it's your friend. And it, it was true. Yeah. It's like, that was when I didn't have anybody else to talk to. It was like, I could go. And it was like, I felt some kind of connection there. So it can have good it can yeah. be good to fill a void when you are in a place where you can't be out with other people, but it can also be, I mean, it can zap you and suck, suck the life out of you. Right. Right. And what Brian challenged our kids today, and I think this is a great challenge for all of us is set aside 10 minutes. Like if, if that seems like you said, it's so hard sometimes to, okay, well, I'm going to do away with this, but then why are you going to replace it with, you know, yeah. you kind of need the good to replace if what you think is bad you're taking away right and so maybe it's not you completely take away maybe you replace it like his challenge where they were sit with god for 10 minutes a day mm-hmm. sit in silence with god for 10 minutes yeah. a day yeah and for some people that feels like a lifetime yeah i've for tried people, it it's, yeah 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 but the longer you do that mm-hmm. the longer you can sit the longer you wait to hear his voice the longer it's like I want that quiet. I want that like place where I can hear the Lord. I'm willing to wait a little while longer if yeah. I need to, where, but where we're so bombarded. I mean, I mean, I'm just, like I said, I'm just as guilty as anybody that's listening to this podcast. So they don't think I haven't figured out, but go and keep picking my child up from school and I'm in the car line. I'm, you know, there's 10 cars in front of me. What do I do? I pull up my phone and I scroll and I catch up on something. Mm-hmm. Why can't I just sit there and say, Lord, who do yeah. I need to encourage today? Right. Who can I pray for right now? Yeah. Who needs a who needs a text message as a word of encouragement? You know, and it's amazing when you start pulling some of those voices away, mm-hmm. how much clearer his voice can be yeah. and how much better you can hear his voice. And I think it's finding so like finding what's going to work for you 
Yes. In your world. So like for me, I started years ago when I'm driving into work because John Alex isn't with me. It's just me in the car. I purposefully do not turn on the radio. I don't turn on anything. And I try to just let that be, even if I'm not even necessarily praying or, but it's just not having that distraction of someone else's voice in my head. And and so I think it's, it, we can all find ways to make it happen. And actually I would love to know, you know, some ways that some of our listeners, what are some ways, creative ways that special needs mamas or dads, whoever's listening well, how do you find, how do you make time to be quiet and unplug it? So we'll get, yeah. we'll get, we'll put that out on social media. Uh, yeah, that sounds like, I think that's a great idea. Just to share some ideas of what are some ways that, that you as a special needs parent find time to unplug, find time to just sit and be still, because I can come up with a million and one excuses as to why <laughs> yeah. this isn't going to happen. Yeah. I can't do this, yeah. but the reality is if we, 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 can't, we really, it's, it's almost, um, it is a, it is life and death almost at this point, just with the, how crazy things are that we have to be able to turn off our minds from the constant bombardment and just settle down. Yeah. And be quiet. And I kind of, when I go outside and I, whether I'm listening or I'm looking or I'm just mindlessly walking, whatever it is. Uh-huh. I find that it's recentering for me, mm-hmm. you know, like even if you just go out and you just sit and you're, you know, like you said, that escapist behavior that we've all found solace in to some degree yeah. scrolling on social media, mm-hmm. um, you know, that you can replace that escapist behavior with escape outside, mm-hmm. even if you're sitting and you're not doing anything. And I, I think it was in counseling one time that I heard that somebody said to me, use your five senses. Think hmm. about name five things that you see right now. And this is actually, actually, I heard a, another counselor speak on this um, in a podcast. And she was saying how this is something they teach children to do to lower their anxiety is when you're in a moment that you're feeling so anxious, you go outside, you look and you find five things that you can see. Hmm. Okay, you name those off. Okay, now I'm going to find, see what I can hear. Can I find five things that wow. I can hear? The wind, the birds. Uh, a dog barking in the distance, a car, mm-hmm. whatever it is, I'm going to see if I can find five things that I can touch. The wind on my skin, the bark of a tree, whatever it is, yeah. five things that I can smell. And what that does is it recenters your mind and your brain in a place that takes, takes you out of your midbrain, basically mm-hmm. out of that fight or flight place mm-hmm. of anxiety. And it recenters you in a place of peace and calm. And so sometimes I think that is where we need to be. Like you may not, you know, you may be in a place like you, like you may be mad at God <laughs> and you, you're like, I can't connect with God right now because I'm mad at him. I'm angry. And yeah. so, yeah, yeah. And I don't understand why I'm in this place in life, but you know, a good exercise in, in that is to do those things I just said. And what happens mostly, most of the time is when you're in those places, your mind also, also becomes recentered on mm-hmm. the creator. That is, that is great. I have not heard that before. And I, that, that is a great tip. And that's a great, something mean, that people can do anywhere. You, you can do that anywhere. Yes, absolutely. And I think, so I'm going to try that. I think, I think that is a great, that's a great tip, a great tool for us to use when we're feeling that, that anxiety. And um, even if you can't get outside and even if you can't name five things, the goal is to, to take your focus away from whatever's causing you anxiety in that moment. Mm-hmm. Like right now I'm sitting in my bedroom. So it's raining. I hear the rain. 
I can actually smell the rain because those windows up. Mm, wow. I can feel my ceiling fans on. I feel my the wind blowing on my skin. You know, just it just refocuses your brain. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a it's a brain game per se. Yeah. Um, pulling us out of our anxiety and our panic into a different place. And That's so use your five senses wherever you are and start sight, see, smell, touch, taste. That's, that's, that is great. And, and, um, that is something I'm going to definitely, definitely try. Yeah. I heard that. I think it was Sissy Goss. She's a child psychiatrist or counselor or something. And I heard a podcast. You you love your podcast. We're hearing lots, lots of different podcasts. (laughs) I do. (laughs) Actually, it's all really the same podcast. It's all the rhythms for life. Okay. Mm And she's had all these different people on there. I think. Everybody that I have mentioned as a, has been on the same been on podcast. that show. Yeah. Well, yeah. we'll, we'll add that. Yeah. That may be something that our listeners want to listen to as well. So mm-hmm. we'll add, we'll add Absolutely. information on that in the show notes as well. But Meredith, I thank you so much for your time today, for your willingness to thank share you. your story, part of your journey. And there's, there's so much more. I have all these other notes that we <laughs> didn't even get to, but we'll have to bring you back another time and we'll go into well, some other, other things, but we love you so much and are just so grateful for your heart for our special needs community, your heart for my family. I don't know what, what our little crew would do without you and um, just love you so much. And thank you for the way you love us all so well. Well, thank you for having me. And thank, it's an honor to get to serve alongside you with Rising Above. I love it. So thank you. Thank you, friend. Thank you for listening to the Rising Above Ministries podcast. If you like what you hear, please take a minute to leave us a rating and review. This helps others like you find our content more easily. You can learn more about how Rising Above Ministries is encouraging the special needs community by checking out our website at risingaboveministries.org or by finding us on Facebook and Instagram. We look forward to connecting with you.